Good morning and grand rising. We are here with the Hoodoo and Chill podcast. And I am so happy and proud to say we are here with the first episode of season three of the Hoodoo and Chill podcast. Happy spring to everyone. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime as well as love and light, the one, the only, the beautiful, the gorgeous Latoya Alexandria. Good morning, Grand Rising. Good light. Bon je suis assisi avec la magnifique Sir Bayo. Welcome, everyone, to Hoodoo Conjure Root Work Presents Magic Mondays Ancestral Abuse and Overworked Ancestors. In any magical practice, our ancestors will always be the first line of defense and metaphysical communication. The ancestors love us, guide us, protect us, and work with us to provide a life that we deserve. Although the majority of the love we receive from our ancestors will come from a place of benevolence, we must also remember the balance in the relationships we keep with our ancestors. Ancestral abuse is real. And on today's show, we will highlight some of the key factors that contribute to ancestral abuse, what it looks like and how to avoid it. We present this information with hopes of healing and strengthening your ancestral relationships. Well, before we get into it today, I just want to give a big thank you. Hi, hello, hola, bonjour, bonjour, and every other way to say hello. Who do chill the podcast, my people, is being listened to in all seven continents excluding antarctica i didn't mean to say that well you guys know what i mean we are being listened to in basically all over the world so big hi and hello to all of our audience and hello to our audience in all 50 states so today's show i think is is i'm excited toya are you because i feel like we are gonna wake up something today that really needs to be woken up I, when we scripted this show, I could just say that there were so many bells and whistles that went off in my mind, in my spirit, because this is something that is rarely talked about, is a real thing. And I think that many of us, including myself, I can see I'm guilty of it. I've done this before. Some of these practices I've done and not realizing the impact that it is having on my ancestors is so important. So I'm real excited to talk about this today. I think we're all been a, a, a guilty of some form of ancestral abuse or overworking our ancestors. And today's show is so important because we are not only going to highlight some key factors of what this looks like. Because sometimes we are doing things and we are just simply unaware. That's a mistake. So we are going to give you all an opportunity and a platform today to correct some of the mistakes that we are making. Some of us are just out of alignment and that's okay too because you can get back in alignment once you are aware of what it is that you're doing. You see... 
we have been trained a lot of us to work with our ancestors with very much this god or jesus complex and we're going to get more into this later but i just want to start off by saying that your ancestors your great grandmothers and uncles and aunties and all of those great amazing people some who could have been a little bit better here on this earth they are not god and they are not jesus and the problem is a lot of us approach our ancestral work with the god complex pushing the responsibilities of the creator or the responsibilities of Jesus, if that's what you believe in, on your ancestors. You even start to correlate a relationship that looks very much like the one that you had in church when you were on your knees praying to God or Jesus or what have you. And then you bring that same energy or that same way of worship do it at your altar with your ancestors and first and foremost we shouldn't even be worshiping our ancestors they are not there for us to worship they are there for us to give reverence to to feed to fill their spirits and their souls and then in reciprocal balance they do the same for us and help guide us and keep us on the path that's going to create a life and a lifestyle that you deserve but how but why why is it that some of us aren't there why isn't that well you know the ancestors are so great and they're so powerful and, and if all i have to do is just you know talk to them and, and you know feed them then how come my life doesn't look the way that it's supposed to well that's the what that's the purpose of this show today because your ancestors are not God. Maybe maybe they're tired. Maybe are you overworking them? What do you mean? We're going to talk about it. Are you abusing them? Are you giving them the love that they deserve? Because remember what I said. They're going to put you on the path for you to have the life that you deserve. But are you in alignment with reciprocal balance are you providing your ancestors with what they deserve and i'm not talking about the cigars just the water that you put on your altar and all that I, we had a conversation about some of you are asking for a million dollars and then give your, your your ancestors two apples or something like that how does that work it's more to it than that so we're gonna go over these bullet points with you and discuss what ancestral abuse looks like and how some of you today may be overworking your ancestors. Greetings. This is LaToya from HCR Love and Light Ministries. Are you new to spirituality and seeking either guidance or mentorship? Or maybe you've been practicing for a while and you need a place to call home. We invite you to join our family. Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com to join the largest and fastest growing hoodoo network around. Here at HCR, we promote spirituality as a lifestyle and cultivate authentic practitioners on all levels. 
check out the website and see what works for you. Do you need a mentor? Are you seeking classes? Or just access to the best Hoodoo network available? We have a place for you. Join HCR Gold today. The first line is sincerity. It is so true that our ancestors are going to keep us from our troubles, help us cope with our anxiety, help us deliver us out of mistakes and situations that we put ourselves in. It's very true that some of your ancestors will put that cape on or they've already done it. I don't mind how they put that cape on many times, came through and saved me as if they were Superman or whatever. But when that happens, when they go out of their way to come pull you out of the fire, to keep you protected from the malicious intent of other individuals, when they help heal your mindset to keep you protected from your own malicious intent. What happens when we get saved and then we throw ourselves right back into the fire? When your ancestors took you up out of that abusive relationship that you were on your knees crying about, praying about, and you were delivered you were saved, you walked away with your life because some people don't in situations like that. They got you a new place, a new house, better income. And the moment you got lonely, you let that same person right back in your life to do the same thing to you that your ancestors had to come in, shake up everything, cause chaos, do this, do that, move mountains for you. And you turn around and you open up the door for the same infectious, poor energy to come right back into your life and do the same thing all over again. Now let's talk about ancestors being overworked, right? Because the first time that you got saved, the first time you were taken out of that situation, mountains were moved. Things had to be shifted. Your ancestors came through and showed you what they were capable of. Now this go around, grandma may not move a mountain for you this time. She might move a hill if she decides to move at all. Because how are you really gonna learn from this situation if they keep saving you and you keep inserting and putting yourself right back in the same situations? How sincere were you when you came to them and you were on your knees and you were crying and you said, help, 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 come save me. Grandmother, you supposed to be here for me, conjuring up her spirit, waking her up from the dead, just to turn around and make the same stake, mistake over and over and over again. That was an excellent 
um, analogies here. Thank you for that. And I just want to point out that we're not trying to, you know, beat up on you guys um, for not being able to achieve certain things. We are talking about you actually getting out there and trying. You have prayed to the ancestors. You have told them you're going to do this. You have told them that if they help you, you promise this and that and the other. When they come through for you, you don't even put forth the effort. There is a difference between putting forth the effort and just not getting the results because, you know, it's not working for you in, in some fashion or, you know, something else is, is thrown into the mix that pre prevents it. That's different than not trying. We're talking about you're not even putting forth the effort. They've given you a solution. They've given you a path. They've opened the door for you. And you just sit there. Your ancestors are spirits. What more can they do for you? They are not going to return to this physical plane and pick you up and carry you out. They have given you everything that you need to make this happen, yet and still, you don't do it or you don't even try to do it. We have to remember that our ancestors, and we'll get more into this as we continue to hit these key points, are not God. They were human, just as we were. They get frustrated with you. And we'll talk about this more too. Maybe it's not the liquor you're giving them that they're, they're so upset about. Maybe it's the fact that you are not doing what you were told to do and you keep going back to them for the same thing over and over again and they are tired of dealing with it. I hear so many people say how fussy and how petty their ancestors are because they want these particular drinks or particular smoke or particular food. Do you honestly think that your ancestors, keeping that same frame of mind, think about this, your ancestors are petty and tired and don't like the liquor or food you're giving them? Do you actually think they're not going to be tired of you taking them through the same situation over and over again and you not doing your part? Think about that. So again, I say, maybe it's not the liquor you're giving them. Maybe it's the fact that you are coming to them for help with all these prayers and you're saying you're going to, if you get me out of this, I will make the effort and I will try and you do nothing. Maybe it's that. Again, our ancestors are not God. They were human. And just as they don't like certain things on their altar, certain offerings. They don't, they don't like the, you know, for you to have them in a certain space. You actually think that they're not going to get frustrated with you and tired of you when they've already given you a uh, solution after solution on your situation and you're not moving. Why wouldn't they be? 
Thank you, Toya. And once again, I just want to reiterate what Toya said. This message is only to make us aware so that we can change any mistakes that we are making within our practice. Never to beat up or bash anyone because truthfully, we have all made these mistakes in our ancestral practice. So moving on to the next bullet point, let's talk about unbalanced practice, right? And everything that we do or everything that we strive for, especially in the practice of hoodoo, conjure, and root work, we strive for balance, reciprocal balance. You know, I always think about seesaws when I think about balance and how one cannot move without the other, how we both have to put in some type of effort for this seesaw to keep going up and down, for us to both enjoy the moment, for us to enjoy this experience. And it's the same thing when it comes to your ancestral work and your ancestral practice, your reverence, and just even your whole relationship with them. The offerings are amazing, but I think sometimes we get caught up in the physicality of what we're putting on the altar, how much we're putting on the altar. And in some instances, yes, that does play a part. You know, the ancestors love when you are gracious with your offerings, but they also love when they bless you. And when they pour into you, that you take those blessings and you maximize them. In some instances, pour into other people. Sometimes spirit may have blessed you with a surplus of income because it was for you to open up the doors of generational wealth in your family, not just take it and run off with it and pour all of that into yourself. Your ancestors blessed you. What what makes you say that you're not supposed to bless someone else or be a light into for someone else? Don't you want someone to pick you up again if you when you fall? Because we will fall multiple times throughout our journey. Don't you think balance is pouring into your ancestors just as much as they pour into you? The time that you spend with them, the faith that you have in them how clean you keep their space and their altar and the things that are on their altar, not even just the offerings that you put on there. How often do you clean the space? I mean, let's think about that. Even just that small, what seems so small is so important. You calling on spirit, you, you're conjuring, you're, you're inviting them in. We all know, or you should know, Spirits do not like to come into your dirty spaces or into your chaotic spaces. A chaotic space breathes chaotic energy. My grandmama used to say that. And she used to always tell me that bad spirits hide in dirt, bad spirits hide in dark corners, and dirty clothes breed dirty spirits. So just imagine the space that you're inviting your ancestors in how their altar looks and you're conjuring up dead people. I mean, I'm just gonna keep it real. They have to come into your space with all of this chaotic energy, the dirt, the chaos. They don't like it here. Your grandmother was spick and span clean. 
yet you call her spirit and she has to get over the the first impact of being invited into this space then once she gets over that now let's deal with your woes and your problems and everything else and and while she really wants to help you the only thing in the back of her mind is I wish you would just clean up because, you know, this would be a lot easier if you just would have had this space clean for me when I came through for you. You called on me. I came for you. And the least you could have did 20 minutes prior to letting me in was sweep the floor and maybe wipe it down a little bit so that we can have a nice, clean, sacred space to commune and connect together how sacred is your space how sacred is your home how sacred is your lifestyle all of these things are correlated with a balanced practice if you have ancestors coming through for you and they are showing you without of a shadow of a doubt that they are there, that they are listening, that they are responsive. Don't you think that you have a duty to be responsive to them when they come through and give you those messages that a lot of us like to overlook and not listen to? It's almost like your grandma saying, well, when you needed something, I listened, I, I did it. But when I needed to tell you to stay away from this person, you couldn't take my heed and my warning because I did not want to have to go through you calling me to separate y'all later. I don't like to be separating people. So that's why I told you when that person came knocking on your door, texting your phone at three o'clock in the morning, and I said, no, stay away, don't go, don't take the $200 and turn the hell around, you didn't listen. Now you sitting at your altar with your little candles and your little twine talking about, let's do some core cutting work, right? But the message that I gave you, you didn't want to listen to that. You wanted to hear the message of, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to heal you and I'm going to help you. But when I opened up the door for communication between the two of us, Remember when you first came into spirituality and you were crying about, I don't know if my ancestors are listening. I don't know if they listening to me. And then when they finally start talking to you, you become unresponsive. Hey, are you enjoying the show? If so, don't forget to follow Hoodoo and Shell on Apple and Spotify and leave us a five-star rating. Would you like to attend an uncut, unedited live taping of Hoodoo and Chill podcast? Then don't forget to follow Hoodoo Conjure Rootwork on the Clubhouse app and tune in live Mondays and Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Also, if you like the content and want to help our ministry grow, please support us by sending a donation of love. The link is in the podcast description. Now, back to the show. Thank you, Sir. Thank you for, you know what? Thank you for bringing up the portion and one of the key factors, which is when you come to the ancestors, 
and you ask them for something and they deliver. And you don't move or you're unresponsive. And then you go back to them again and you ask them again for deliverance and they deliver and you're unresponsive. And yet you go back again and expect, you expect them to deliver a third or fourth, however many times you go back, you expect this. And they say, no, there's gonna, they, they get to a point. If, if this is what you're seeing, understand that our ancestors will get to a point where they have said to you, I have already given you the solution to your problem. You are not doing it. You are not heeding what I am telling you. You're not listening. You're listening to yourself. You're doing what you want to do. You're not doing what I told you to do. So they're going to say no. No. I've already given that to you. Well, I'm in this space. I really need to move. Okay. You don't like this space. It's small. It's cluttered. Um, you know, it's it's very expensive for what you're getting. We're going to bless you with another space that's big, that's beautiful, and it's affordable. Now, we've given you this space. You have it. And I, I'm giving you an example of something that I have gone through. And you are still sitting in this old space. You're sitting around this old energy. You're sitting around this stagnant energy. You're sitting around clutter. We've given you a way out. We've given you a method. We've given you everything that you need to move into this wonderful space because we tired of being up in here too. We ready for you to move. And what will happen in a lot of times is when we are given direction by our ancestors, when we are given um, solutions, if you don't move or do what you are told to do, things will start to um, manifest itself in other ways. And when I, I, I when I say that, I mean, for instance, physical illnesses or problems. So you're sitting in this space and you know that you don't want to be there. There's stagnant energy and all this stuff. And the ancestors have given you a way out, have blessed you, and you are still here. Now, all of a sudden, another problem manifests. Not only are you, you know, you, you can't do anything, your blessings are limited, but then you start having physical problems and you come to the ancestors again and you say, well, now I'm having physical problems. And you say, can you give me a solution? Can you, can you give me a solution? And they're going to look at you and say, I already gave you a solution. I told you to get out. So no, we're not going to help you. We're not going to help you get rid of this physical problem because we've already given this. Your, your solution to that physical problem was to get out of the environment that you are in. Because you are still in that environment, it will get worse and the physical problems will continue to, to, to get worse and worse. And, you know, you'll still have problems because you haven't done what we told you to do in the first place. So, no, we're not going to give you a solution for that. For instance, now, because of my environment, because of all the dust and allergens and things like that, my face is breaking out really bad. 
I need some herbs or something. I need something, some type of salve, something for my skin to clear it up. And the ancestors say, nope, we're not recommending nothing. You can divide all you want to because we gave you the solution. The solution was to leave the environment. So since you haven't left the environment, that's what's going to happen to your skin. It's going to get dry. It's going to get scaly. It's going to be unattractive. It's going to be unhealthy because you are still in that same environment. They get tired of hearing that. They've already provided what you needed. Why would they continue to provide you with solutions to problems when you don't heed their advice and you don't do what you are supposed to do. You don't hold up your end of the bargain. Again, and we'll talk about this, the ancestors are not God. They get tired of that. As they should. Wow. So uh, you gave me chills thinking about the health aspect of this. Because you know what? A lot of times before we are plagued with some type of bad health or some type of ailment, you know, of course, things, some things are on set and we just, it, you know, it's out of our control. But most of the time, a lot of the times before it manifests into the real physical pain or sickness, you were given some type of warning. It might have been through the doctor when they kept telling you, you know, hey, blood pressure a little high. Might want to change your diet. Might want to lose a little weight. Da, 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 da. And you send that thing and it's just the doctor. But no, 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 baby. Your, your ancestors will, they, they want to give you a message. It will come through any source that they want to mount. You know? Just even having health care and insurance to be able to afford the luxury of having a professional tell you preventive measures is a blessing from your ancestors. Let me say that again <laughs> for those that didn't hear me in the back, right? Having health care and insurance and the luxury of being able to have a professional tell you preventative measures is a blessing from your ancestors. There are some people who will never have the level of health care that is afforded and we do have accessible to us in America. It's not perfect. But some of us have access and we don't use it. And then as soon as we get in a situation, we want to run to the hoodoo and the voodoo lady. When a lot of these things could have been prevented. Let's go into keeping your ancestors on damage control. And this is one of the most important bullet point points that we've gone through thus far. Because this plays into, into the factors as to why some of you have not ascertained what you are supposed to have. Why some of those dreams and manifestations still have not materialized. While we are still sitting in a lifestyle that is beneath us, your ancestors cannot get you to point B because you are still stuck on point A. Keeping your ancestors in a place of damage control, right? The repeated mistakes, your toxic attitude, constantly getting yourself into something, right? I used to be the biggest victim of this and it wasn't until I learned how to calm myself down and change my life and my lifestyle 
was when my ancestors were actually able to come through with the prosperity. Because before I was only using them for, okay, keep the police away. Get me out of jail. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to get caught doing this. Please, please, please keep me safe when I go over here. I don't want to get shot. I don't want to get killed over here. I mean, how could they have any space for me to actually work some real prosperity in my life? And that's why my life looked the way that it did at that point. Because, I mean, if all my energy is going to keeping you alive, basically, I mean, just literally keeping you alive, how do we have time or the room to really work what needs to be worked? How can I bring in the prosperity that you deserve, the, the life that I want for you, because you're still stuck in this place? I'm trying to get you to point B, but you still stuck at point A, living in your addictions, living in your chaos, living in your bad attitude and your laziness and your unproductiveness. Creating chaotic situations everywhere you go. Some of us are true masters of chaos vehicles for chaos everywhere we go something happens that person who is constantly my ancestors got to take care of somebody for me my ancestors got to get this jinx off me constantly cleansing constantly protecting constant 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 keeping your ancestors in this place of damage control how can they build anything up if they are constantly doing demolition work and cleaning up the mess What about in our family dynamics? And I'm gonna let Toy expand on this one a little bit more, but what about our family dynamics, right? Those of us who have not learned as adults to take the high road or to fix or to remove ourselves from those toxic relationships in our families. This is a big one because we tend to forget that those same ancestors that you're praying to those same ancestors that you're giving offerings to, they don't just belong to you. Go look at your family. They are associated with them as well. And one of the worst damage controls that our ancestors have to do is the family dynamic. The constant fixing and repairing of relationships, whether it's between you and your mother, your brothers and your sisters, your father, whomever, that constant repairing of that and healing. Your grandmother has to sit back and watch you and your mother fight, cuss each other out, not talk, not speak. The things you and your brothers and sisters are saying to each other and how you treat one another. And is it true that some of us have people in our families that will never change and never elevate? Absolutely. You have a few of those people on your altar right now, and you're giving them offerings. You know, it is what it is. But what you can do is you can control yourself. You can control how you react in the situation. You can control what you choose to put yourself in. You can choose to not be the agent of chaos in your family. You can choose to not add to it. You can choose to be the example for the rest of them to say, you know what? We may not get along, 
guess what? We may not even like each other, but we can respect each other enough to not have to cause the added ancestral anxiety to our people. They're watching us fight. They're watching us not get along. They are watching us spew hate and do spiteful things to one another. And I know I just woke it up a little bit and maybe some people, you know, don't want to hear this portion of it, but this is important. You're trying to work with dead family members while keeping chaos going with the ones that are alive. And y'all have the same grandmothers, the same grandfathers. How does that work? How can they really come through and bless and heal and create this generational wealth when we still trying to work on generational healing? Thank you, Sarah. This is... Mm. Thanks for listening to the show. Do you like what you hear? Well, we want to hear from you. Join the Hoodoo Conjure Root Work Discord server. Use the link in the show description to join the official Hoodoo Conjure Root Work Discord group chat. See you there. The part where you just put emphasis on how are you supposed to create generational wealth when you are still working on generational healing? That and how are the ancestors supposed to help you and bring peace and love and harmony and all these things into your life when you are not even there with the family members who are alive? How can you work on that with your family members who are dead when you don't even have that with the family members who are alive? And let's not get it twisted. Many of us love to talk about our spirituality. We love to talk about hoodoo. We love to talk about working with our ancestors. Some of us will take pride in saying, well, I'm the black sheep of the family. Nobody else does what I do. But yet and still, you come to your family, you tell them, well, you know, you should do this. Here's why. You explain the benefits. You explain the roots. You explain why it is you do what you do. And maybe all of a sudden your sister says, okay, well, I want to do that too. So now she is venerating her ancestors, which are also your ancestors. And she is taking care of them as you are taking care of yours. And maybe she's taking care of hers. Maybe she's taking care of both of your ancestors because they belong to both of you. Just a little bit better than you are. And then you get in a fight with her. And you decide that you're going to be petty and you're not going to let the situation go. So you call on the ancestors to bring in some chaotic energy toward her, to hex her, whatever the case may be. Why do you think they would do that? Make that make sense. They belong to her just as they do to you. They love her just like they love you. They are benevolent to her as they are to you. Of course they're not. Why would we expect them to? Making sure that we at least have peace you don't have to like everybody in your family. You don't have to, to, to talk to everybody in your family. You don't have to associate with them at all, but at least be peaceful and respectful. 
because your ancestors cannot and will not work against your family members just because you asked them to. That's their family too. A lot of times we, for some reason, I don't know what the reason is, but a lot of times we, we, we come into the spiritual path thinking that the ancestors just belong to us. No, that's your mother's mother and your cousin's uh, uh, aunt and you know all these people that are in your bloodline, they're also in their bloodline. What makes you think that they are going to go out and hurt them for your benefit? when they are also related just as strongly to them. They have the same blood, the same bone, the same DNA, just as you do. Make that make sense. So when we talk about family, the family dynamic and how important it is to at least have peace, some respect, for those in your family and not qualm and fight and call in the ancestors to try to hex. This is a key point. This is very important. So if it's not happening, maybe this will give you some resolve on why. Beautifully put, Toya. That was perfect. Thank you so much for just uh, taking us into that. So... As we wrap this up, let's let's go back to where we began when we said that your ancestors are not God, your ancestors are not Jesus, and we have to stop approaching them with this Jesus and this God complex. Now, of course, this mindset and this form of practice is something that we all pick up in the church, putting the responsibility of the creator on every deity or spirit that we work with, we automatically assume that they have the potentiality or the capabilities or the powers of the creator. And that's not necessarily true at all, especially when we are talking about our ancestors. The truth is your ancestors have limits to how far they can go for you and they have limits to how far they will go for you now the beauty of that is we are in control of those limits you see if you don't have an avenue or if you are not creating an avenue of opportunity for you to manifest six figures or whatever then your ancestors cannot open up that door for you. If you're not creating opportunities, how can they come in and shift what needs to be shifted or do what needs to be done for that to materialize? Or even if they create the opportunity or open the door for you, if you don't put the physical work, if you don't go out there and make sure that this materializes, it will not work. If you want forgiveness and blind faith, you need to go to church. That is where you can get the forgiveness in the blind faith. This is where you can go out here and be a horrible person and come to church and say, Lord, forgive me. I won't do it again and go have fun the next day and come back next Sunday and do it all over. This is where, you know, honestly, to me, where the Christianity comes into play, where it's actually good for something is because you have that benevolent 
spirit of forgiveness that is associated with the creator what does the bible say god will forgive us seven times times seven times seven times seven that may be true for god but your ancestors don't work the same way they're gonna hold you accountable that's the thing the difference between spirituality and christianity there is accountability over here so much accountability so much mirror work so much of you having to realize and recognize what's working for you what isn't working for you what needs to stay and what needs to go it's not the same thing it's not sitting around praying and then waiting for something to fall out of the sky it's not blindly believing in something your ancestors are going to show you who they are. They're going to show you that they are active and that they are alive and that they are working for you and that they're, they're listening. Even in the smallest, subtle ways, like bringing you here to fellowship with us today. But when we come and put this responsibility on them, asking for things that are out of their reach, out of your reach, not putting in the effort and the work required to ascertain the blessings that you're petitioning for. Trying to conjure things that you don't want to put any physical action towards. That's not how your ancestors work. Doing, making the same mistake over and over and over and over again, and then looking up to them saying, hey, fix it. Hey, fix it. Hey, fix it. That's what you go to God for. I mean, well, at least that's what the Christians say you can go to God for, Jesus. Am I wrong, Toya? That, that's what the Bible says, right? That we can mess up and pray about it and say, forgive me, and we can do it again and be okay. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Am I right or am I wrong? But our ancestors don't work like that. Absolutely right. Absolutely on point. I think that when we're speaking about this, as we have been saying throughout this entire podcast today, your ancestors are not God. Listen, your ancestors did not create you. They are not the creator. They were human beings just as you are. They are not deities. They are not gods. They are not source. So if you are looking for forgiveness over and over again, where you are able to go out and do as you please, you have the intent of going out, doing the same, I don't want to say even mistakes, because they're not mistakes at that point. You are intentionally doing things that can be harmful to you, that are not beneficial. You're hanging around certain people. You have certain practices that are, you know, will get you killed or get you put in jail, whatever. You're constantly doing this. And you're looking, you're looking to the ancestors to continuously forgive you without no consequence. You are looking in the wrong place. That is God. That is not the ancestors. And we are not taking the power away from the ancestors. We are trying to get you to understand the way the ancestors work is different from the way God works. And if that is what you're looking for, then that is who you go to the source. That is what you go to the source for. Also, you know, forgiveness across the board over and over again, 
you know, infinity times. That's source. That is not your ancestors. They were human. Again, if they are fickle and they are um, particular about the alcohol that you present them on your altar, what makes you think that they're not going to be uh, fed up? with you coming to them over and over again after they told you or giving you resolve on something, you think they're not gonna get sick of that? They're not supposed to, right? Because they're the ancestors, yet and still, they don't like the alcohol you gave them. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. I mean, it's kind of hard to approach spirits that you're feeding cigars and alcohol to with the with the Jesus complex. You know, that's just that's just logically in my head. I'm just thinking like I, I pour my granddaddy a big glass of rum. I don't think that he's gonna act the same way Jesus would. That's just my opinion on it. But. We are now coming up on the hour, and I just, this has been a great message. I'm totally, I really enjoyed this with you. I enjoyed scripting this with you, and, you know, this was great. You know, what do you think? I think this was wonderful. I, I think that this was this was awesome. This was your idea, Steer, and when we really got into it, I mean, it was something that I definitely needed to hear. It was something that I, I needed to sit back and actually analyze my own actions and what I was doing in the position that I put my ancestors in. And I just, I just hope that everybody just takes a, you know, take a look, take a look at your practice. Same thing for me. I think, you know, just me, uh, for me, I think I'm learning to be more sincere in my intent and, and to have more integrity within myself, you know, believing in myself and the things that my ancestors said were for me and believing that they are going to materialize. And that's what I love about this space is that we can grow and we can learn as we teach and we can hold ourselves accountable and grow with each and every last one of you. As always, my people, thank you so much for spending time with us and investing your unrenewable time with us today. I want you all to remember as always that you are strong, you are powerful, divine, blessed, gifted. Your magic is fluid. Nothing stops it and nothing shall block it. Today, each and every last one of you are stepping out into your prosperity. May the things that you touch turn to gold. May all of your dreams, desires, and wishes, may they materialize in front of your face. I command all chains to be broken and you are loosed from anything keeping you or holding you back. Remember, my people, you come from the best of the best. Kings, queens, warriors, doctors, lawyers, magicians, medicine men, and women. Healers, farmers, and so on and so forth. Remember, my people, you are blessed. And with that, we release you into the atmosphere.
Go to hoodooconjurerootwork.com to join the largest and fastest growing hoodoo network. 